Welcome to another edition of The Power of Words with me, your host, Kevin Treasure, author of The Power of Words, The Winner's Mentality. Our aim is to help people win in life through the power of their words. You are born to win. Welcome to another edition of The Power of Words, The Winner's Mentality with me, your host, Pastor Kevin Treasure, a.k.a. The Winner's Mentality, helping you win in life with the power of your words. And today I was just been meditating on, on the abundant life after I prayed and I was just, just meditating on the word. It's like the Lord impressed upon me, John 10, 10. And it's such a remarkable scripture. God, Jesus made such a remarkable statement in John 10, 10. He said, the thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly he said jesus has come he said the devil he's the thief he's i don't care what anyone says people may argue the devil is the thief he's the one that comes to kill steal and destroy but jesus said i have come he's made it clear why he has come he made it so profoundly clear i have come that you may have it life and have it more abundantly and i was just meditating on what that looks like what does that abundant life really look like and i was looking around in christian christendom and i said where I see wherever I go, I see some success here and there. I see people doing great things for the Lord, people building his kingdom. But a majority of Christianity, I don't see people living that abundant life. And I believe there's many people at the sound of my voice, you, you want that abundant life. God saved you. He turned you around. He's forgiven you of your sins. You've accepted him into your heart. And you know that there's more for you. I'm speaking to people that know that there's more for them. They're, they're hungry and they're thirsting for more. And they say, God, surely there must be more to this. It's going to work, paying the bills, going to church. But you're saying, God, surely there must be more to this Christian life that I'm living. And God is saying, yes, there is. There is much more. Jesus wants to give us that abundant life. And I believe that abundant life is when we immerse ourselves in the plan of God, in the assignment of God, and the will of God. I believe that's when we'll start to see the abundant life that Jesus Christ promised us. I believe that's when we'll really see the goodness of God. We'll see God's miracle working power. We'll see God's hand in everything we do when we immerse ourselves in the will of God. So we got to really go back to the beginning and and I started looking at the life of some of the disciples and I'm going back to Matthew 16, 25 and Peter made that profound statement. There's that word again, profound. It was a profound statement. It was a revelation. He said, ask him, who, who do men say that I am? I mean, I know what, but, and then he said, well, who do you say I am? And Peter spoke up. It's good to speak up, amen. Some people are afraid to get it wrong, but Peter had a revelation. Peter had a revelation. He said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And he said, Blessed art thou, Simon by John, because flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven, as we know. He said, I give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loose in heaven. But then he went on to tell them, Listen, I'm going to suffer many things and be handed over. And they didn't understand. And then Peter, who had the revelation, is now turning around and thinks he's got the authority to rebuke Jesus or or correct Jesus. And Jesus rebuked him and said, no, no, no. He said, get thee behind me, Satan. You're an offense. You're an offense to the plan of God. And then Jesus says in verse 24, then Jesus said unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. And this is where I'm going. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. 
but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake shall find it. So I believe that God is looking for some people that are willing to lose their life and lose their life. When he said lose their life, he's saying lose their life in him. Lose their life in his plan and his purpose. Lose everything. Lose sight of what you want and start having taken hold on what God wants for your life. Just lose your life. Lose yourself in him. Lose yourself in the assignment he has for you. Some of you are called to be preachers. Some of you are called to be great evangelists. Some of you are called to affect cities and nations and communities or men or women or young people. God has his hand on your life. And some of you, you know it, you know it, you feel it in your belly that God has his hand on your life. But you're saying, God, I want to see more. But there's a letting go. And as I speak to you, I'm speaking to myself. I believe that there's coming a time in 2023 that there's going to have to be a letting go of ourselves so we can really see this abundant life that Jesus Christ promised us. And every single one of his disciples, when I look in their lives, I'll go in a few of them. When Jesus began his ministry, he chose out 12 men that he would call disciples who would go on to be apostles. 12 ordinary men from different backgrounds, amen, different spheres of life, different education. Some fishermen, as we know, he called tax collectors, zealots, amen. He, he called 12 different men, totally different men with totally different characters. But they had to give up their life. They had to give up what they held dear to themselves so they can take on what Jesus has for them. And I believe that those 12 men made the best decision, those 11 as we know, made the best decision that they ever made. And as we see, Matthew was sitting at the receipt of custom when Jesus took, called him. He was there and he was making a good living. And there's some of you, you're making a good living. You're doing okay. I mean, you, you got your house paid. I mean, you got, you're paying your mortgage, got your car, your wife, your kids. You're doing okay. Your money's not an issue for you. But you know that there's more for you. And some of you, I'm not saying that you're a tax collector, but some of you, you're saying, God, there's more. I'm making money and I'm doing okay and I'm comfortable. But Nehemiah was comfortable. But when he heard that the broken walls of Jerusalem had been broken down, he said, no, I need to get uncomfortable. I need to do something. And there's some of you, you're comfortable, but you're saying when souls are going to hell and there's more that I can be doing, you're saying, God, there's more that I could be doing. And Matthew just heard him say, follow me. He just heard the master say, follow me. And he left all. I truly believe that Matthew was searching in his heart. Matthew was fed up of working for the Romans. Fed up of being hated by his fellow countrymen. And I believe that there was a struggle going on in Matthew. And Jesus saw that struggle. And Jesus is seeing that struggle that is going on in the lives of so many people. And he's saying, follow me. But don't follow me halfway. Don't follow me 30% or 75%. Jesus is saying, follow me. He's saying, follow me totally. Give up all. Matthew left all and he followed Jesus. Matthew was a sinner. He was a publican. He was a, he was a tax collector. When Jesus went to have a feast in his house, the, the, the Pharisees were upset that he went to eat with publicans and sinners. But Matthew accepted the call. And many at the sound of my voice, you want to accept the call. You know that Jesus is calling you. You know that he has a plan for your life. But you're saying, can I let go? And God is saying, this is the year that you let go and you let God. This is the year that you want to see my hand in your life. You want to see the miracles. You want to see the power of God. You want to see my provision. You want to see what I can do with your finances. Do you want to see what I can do with your life? He's saying, this is the year that you're going to let go and you're going to let God. In Luke 5, we know the story 
of Peter and Peter and his brother, and they were fishermen. And the Bible says that the other fishermen had gone out and he chose their boat and he told them to thrust out a little bit so we can teach. I'd love to hear what he was teaching. And what I love when I get to heaven, I say, God, I want, I want a replay of all what I read in the book. I, I want a replay. I want to see it. I want to see it. And he thrust out a little and he began to teach from the boat. And after he had finished teaching, he now tells Peter and his brother said, thrust out, launch out into the deep. And that is a message in itself. He's saying, listen, after I've taught and many of you have heard the word of God and you're hearing God speak and he's telling you to launch out into the deep, launch out into the place where no one else will dare to go for God. Launch out into the deep where there's so much in store for you that when you do put your net in, you're going to see things you've never seen before. I believe he's telling many people, you want the abundant life? You're going to need to launch out into the deep. We listen to the deep waters and he said, but it's the middle of the day, it's hot and we've been laboring all night and we've caught nothing and many of you are giving God excuses and we might be saying but God I've got my mortgage and God what about my job and God what about my security and God what should I do and God and God and God and God is saying I'm God I know all the questions all the answers to your questions in fact I know what you're what's in your heart and what's even going on in your mind God is saying I know and I've got all the answers but I love Peter's answer he said nevertheless so after all our excuses and after all our arguments and after all our what could be and maybe and how and why and all these questions, after every argument that we may present to God, Peter says, nevertheless, at your word, if you've called me for this, I'm going to do it. And I believe that God, the sound of my voice, many of you, God has called you for such a time as this. This is the time. The world is dark and gross darkness to people, but the light is going to rise and shine on you. The light is going to shine in you and through you. You are that city that's set on the hill. You are the light. You are the soul. He said, nevertheless, at thy word, because you've said so, I'm going to launch out into the deep. And he said, he thrust out his net. And the Bible says he got a haul of fish. And the Bible says that he had to ask for his, his friends, Andrew and, uh, Andrew and no, um, James and John, to come and help them and the bible says that the catch caused their boats to start sinking that was one heck of a catch and the bible says because of what peter said he said oh my god I, depart from me i'm a sinful man why did he say that because he didn't believe he didn't believe I and mean, he didn't believe he, he threw his nets out but he, he threw his nets out in doubt that's why he came and said oh my god depart from i'm, I'm a sinful man I, i'm i'm a mess I, I didn't believe i'm a sinful man I, I'm a non-believer. But Jesus looked at him and turned around and he said, Don't worry, from henceforth, you're going to catch men. And I believe that many of you have been doing some great work in your jobs and in your field that you're called to do. But I believe that God has called many of you to catch men. God has called many of you to affect your generation. God has called many of you to do great miracles, signs and wonders, to do things never seen before. God has called you as pioneers and game changers. God has called you as trendsetters. God has called you to affect your generation in a supernatural way. God has called you for such a time as this. And he said, listen, he left all. They left all. He said there was a new task ahead. They left all, not knowing what would be, but they knew that they were going to catch men. They didn't know how. But they were willing to learn from the master. They knew that this was the chosen one. Which is the one that had been waiting for. And many of you have been waiting. And we've been waiting. Or the Messiah has come. And he's now waiting on you. And he's saying, are you ready 
to take on the task and i'm trusting i'm encouraging myself as i'm encouraging you and he's saying are you ready to take up the task to ready you to do what i've called you to do ready to walk into the plan of god for your life and i don't care how old you are some of you maybe 30 40 60 or some of you maybe even 75 listen moses started ministry at 80 i don't know anybody but moses that started ministry at 80 but the ministry that he did have people are still talking about it today so will you let go and will you let god simon was a zealot that's like a little jewish terrorist he was he was a wild man man he was he was he was gung-ho for his cause and god is calling some people like apostle paul who was formerly called saul of tarsus and he knew that he was gung-ho for religion, for a Pharisee, a Pharisee. He knew that he was he was determined in what he did. And God is going to get ready to turn around some people that are in the wrong field or doing the wrong thing with the wrong mindset. But he knows that they, they really mean well and they really they think they're doing the right thing. And I believe God is going to save some Muslims, going to save some Hindus, going to save some Buddhists. He's going to save some people from different religions that really believe they're doing right. But when they get hold of the truth and the love of God demonstrated through his son, Christ Jesus, they're going to be on fire for God and they're going to put to shame some Christians that have been sitting in church for 10, 15, 20 years because they're going to do what God told them to do and they're going to do it with zeal and fire and determination. Will that one be you? Nathaniel was chilling, I'd say chilling, he was sitting under the fig tree when Philip informed him, he said, listen, we found the Messiah, he's from Nazareth. <laughs> and Philip, and Nathaniel simply says, I mean, can anything good come out of Nazareth? So when he brings him, Jesus gives him one simple word of knowledge, just one simple word of knowledge, just one word of knowledge, just, that's all that grabs Nathaniel's attention and he said, surely thou art the Christ. And he said, because I saw you sitting under the fig tree, he said, listen, he promised him, listen, you're going to see greater things than this. You're going to see the angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Jesus is that ladder. Amen. Set down on the earth to heaven. Amen. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. He said, listen, Nathaniel, you're going to see much more than this. And those 12 men, they saw much more than this. They had their lives, but there was more. Thank you for tuning in to the Power of Words, the Winner's Mentality. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. Check out our website, kevintreasure.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. You are born to win.